This week on Dice Boys. Oh my god. Yeah, you're gonna need to take that off though, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it makes actually, me feel like I'm watching Robin Hood. Actually, <laughs> seriously, please take that off. <laughs> it's the fucking facial hair, dude. Like I you feel like you're about to try to pick the wrong grail or something. Facial hair. <laughs> you chose Bonnie. You're the wrong chalice, dude. <laughs> the wrong chalice. You look like the high school bully. Hey everybody, Blake here. Thanks so much for listening to Dice Boys again this week. Really appreciate it. Uh, this here is episode four of what we're calling The Forgotten Bard. Last time on episode three, our heroes were ambushed by orcs in the middle of the night in the woods. And while they did eventually survive the fight, it wasn't without some sacrifice. Uh, most notably, the orc raiders made off with the party's bag of holding. And... Biggles Construct, a, a little robot named, apparently, uh, for some reason, uh, Senior Boomba. Uh, both Alok and Yon Yon fell unconscious during the fight, but a cowering Judas finally displayed some usefulness and distributed some much-needed healing. Scarred and tired, the party eventually were able to rest through the night and continue their journey through the forest toward the Kahava estate. And so we pick up with the party standing at the start of the private road that leads up the mountain to their destination. And they are all stopped in their tracks by a hostile looking no trespassing sign. What delicious stew of a plan will the players cook up? Let's find out. Let's head down to the basement, sit at the table and roll some dice. So you are standing in the intersection of this mountain road under this ornately carved wooden archway with a smaller, more narrow road that leads up the mountain eastward. There is a line of trees all along it, and you can see that the road kind of winds its way, and it looks rutted and overgrown. And there's this sign, this no trespassing sign with the arrow stuck in it, and Judas tells you. That's the way. This is this is it. We're here. So we're supposed to go down the road with the arrow in it? It says no trespassing. Yeah, how are they supposed to know that we are not, in fact, trespassing? And I kind of, like, push Jupus <laughs> in front of me towards towards the sign. His feet kind of scrape on the ground, and he says, Oh, uh, uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't I didn't know that this this sign was here, you know? I didn't I didn't know that that was here. I, what, what, what do you think? I mean, we're, we're not we're not. you just go take a lap inside real quick for we're, us? And well, we'll I mean, evaluate yeah, the situation hey, when you come back. Yeah, you could be the emissary. How's that yeah. sound? That's in a fact, very important You know this guy, don't you? write you a note, yeah. with, I mean, a signed note. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah well, no, I, you could be a hero. <laughs> I don't... I... <laughs> <laughs> he says, uh, look, uh, okay. It... All right, this is... Uh, this has been weighing on me, and in this moment of tension, I, I feel like this is the best time to tell you guys this. Yes, Jupus, please do. And as he says that, you hear this echoing thwack off in the distance. 
right on the tail of that thwack is a massive murder of crows that flies across the sky. Just this cacophonous chorus of cacaws, if I may. Uh, <laughs> please, please <laughs> do. Uh, you, you, may, you must. <laughs> and, and you can see all these crows just dotting the sky in the bits of sky that you can see through the thick tree canopy. And it's just this just flying across the sky on the tail end of this thwack that echoed off in the distance. And you, you all kind of look up and see this cloud of crows flying away from the east off to the west. And then you all look back down at Judas. He's like, okay, I, here's the thing. I, I don't think Koss should give the... Should give the heart back to his dad, and I, I, I'm, I'm going to tell him that if we get it. I, I, I just, and I, I don't, I don't think he want, I don't think he wants to either. I, I, it's, it's his, it's, it's his harp, you know. It should be his, and I, I, I don't, I just don't think it's, I just don't think it's worth it, you know. I don't think I, 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 I don't think Dupus, it's worth Dupus. it. Stupid, It's going to be okay. I, I'm just yeah. telling you, you know, I, like I, we, 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 we. Can I inter- just interrupt for just a second? Yeah, yeah. Slow it down, back it up a little bit. Uh, how is this related to the situation at hand here? And as far as you going and letting him know that we're we're here to talk to him, well, like, it, listen, listen up, bud. This is what I'm saying. All right, we got plenty of time to hash, or just not hash out whatever happens after we take care of this for y'all. Um, I have no intention of coming back to this place ever again after we leave. As far as I'm concerned, you can deliver the harp or. Klaus can deliver the harp. Boss, correct me if I'm wrong here, but this is a matter that doesn't necessarily pertain to us. So, you know, I'm I like you, Jupus. You're a nice fella and everything like that. And I like happy that. To, I, I like that you guys yeah, they have pretty, come up with this cool nickname for Listen, me. You know, hey, you know my name's Kate. Stay focused. It's like you know my name. Stay name's, focused, buddy. You know right. my name's Judas, right here, but right you like, got this cool yeah, like, buddy name for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, buddy. Okay. Buddy aside, um, if you plan on taking the harp at any point from us. I will personally kill no, you. No, I, I, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> hey, hey, come on, boss. That's well, all. I'm know, just this is a nervous listen, man right here. You gotta look. He doesn't know me. I okay. am very so nervous. Trying, that is true. I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be tough here. Okay. Yeah. No, but, you're very uh, tough. Anyway, listen, uh, Judas. Mm-hmm. Bravo for saying. I don't. Dude. I don't particularly care what you think we should do with the harp. Now, I don't have enough information to make that kind of decision and. Frankly, I'm being paid quite handsomely. So um, if there's a danger, a, a dangerous reason why we shouldn't be bringing this heart back, maybe you could just enlighten us on that. Look, I, I, I don't want to... Koss, Koss, Koss has told me a lot of s- stories about his dad, and I, you know, just, you know, we, <laughs> we're, we're just a bunch of friends hanging out in the woods. Uh the, frankly, the the guy sounds like a prick, just a total prick. Uh, excuse the language, and uh, I just think Koss is better off without him. And I, I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little scared. I don't want to. I, I don't really want to meet the guy. I um, I don't. I don't. I don't. Th- I just don't think I'm the right person to send up there. You know. Hey, bud. Listen, if coming out here, if you ain't gonna do, if you ain't gonna face your fears. What are you gonna do? So the total one eighty you took on him there. <laughs> Wait, uh, what do you mean? I mean, first of all, you just seen that scrum that we just came up from. I know it was probably hard to peek out from under the covers and catch too much of it. But, yeah, I'm surprised uh, we didn't talk much about that in the last yeah. Day no, this would be a good potty so. training for you. Why don't you go ahead and on and talk to the scary old man or whatever old? Uh, what is he? He's a man. Yeah. Why else did you He's come for then? 
all you got to do is say, hey, there's some uh, fancy folk and uh, they want to talk to you about some business dealings and uh, I'll be right back to go get them. Please don't shoot us all or any of us at any point. That's it. Okay. In and out. One step at a time, my man. You're getting too far ahead of all yourself. Right. Wait, wait, wait. Why don't you give me a persuasion check, Dodge? I'm going to assist him on the persuasion check. Give him the help action? Yeah. And and what what does that look like narratively? It looks like me um, reaching into my pack mm-hmm. and pulling out a white handkerchief and tying it to a stick that I found on the ground, and saying, "Yeah, you can just you can take this up with you. They won't shoot you if you have this." Oh, oh yeah, like 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 a uh, flag of surrender. Exactly. I see. Yeah, because right, you know well, you're you look you're, so not threatening. You're not trespassing. <laughs> you're surrendering. I do not believe that he ever looks threatening to begin with, so I think that we're fine there. Well, well, listen, yeah, listen, but, but we don't have it'll to, help. We don't have to come to a decision right here, right now about you know where the harp goes. We don't even have it yet, so you know you want to talk it. Listen up, but I'll, I'll talk to you. We can chat. You can get it all out there on the table what you're thinking and and whatever you want to rehearse some lines for when you talk to Koss or whatever. I'm I can help you out with that, but uh, for right now. We just need you to go up there and talk to him. I mean, is is the problem this uh this no trespassing sign? Because I will rip this sign off of the that post. Is, uh, it seems that we are being very, very uh how you say upstanding with the rules. Uh, <laughs> this is just a sign. It means nothing. We can I mean, just you know, remove the sign. Actually, the thing about signs is they do mean something. That's kind of like why they're there. Well, you know we what I'm saying? Don't want to go yeah, barging if, in and you know ruining our objective here. I mean, uh, what, what is the objective is to get the hop. And then return it to... Well, yes, but it does right. feel okay. like there's some it sensitive... We're doing a very bad job with subterfuge. No, um, yeah, well, yeah. We, all right. I'm talking about it what in you're the, laying down over there, yeah, we're weirdo. We're all talking about it in the open. <laughs> See, what we should do is we should go and we should get this cup and then take it and get the hop and then do whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, hey boss, maybe we should wait till nightfall till we come up. Well, we could. I mean, we've never discussed. We've never discussed this before. I don't understand why you're all staring at me now. I don't know why we're <laughs> discussing this right now. We've been hanging out together for days. Well, I just assumed that we would start out, you know, rather above board. It's our second job. We don't want to get a bad reputation. But you know, if we can handle ourselves, we could also just try um, walking, you know, in and see. I what don't happens. know. I think, I think this is Judas's moment to shine. <laughs> Judas, you got this. All eyes turn back to Judas. <laughs> and, 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 he's, and he's just standing there, kind of quivering. Uh, he's got this uh, stick, basically, that Biggle, you've pulled off the forest floor and tied this handkerchief onto. And he's just holding this stick. And in, in the light breeze, this little white handkerchief is waving at the end of this stick. And you guys can all hear. The wind blowing through <laughs> like the leaves. slap on the ass and say, the wind blowing through Go the team! leaves. Uh, you guys can all hear the wind blowing through the leaves as he just kind of stands there and you all look at him. Okay, so you you want me to... So, so I'm, going, I'm going by myself then. Yeah, man. Uh, Dodge, what did you roll on your... I haven't rolled it yet. All right. Am I getting helped? Yes. Yes. So advantage? Is that what that is? Mm-hmm. That's going to be a 21. Holy smokes. He goes, uh, okay, well, all right. Hey, one last thing. Don't be specific about how many there are of us. Also, zigzag. Yeah, that's good, too. <laughs> <laughs> Why would... 
Okay. I don't know why I would do that. It's polite. Oh, oh, all right. <laughs> it's what you and, do. It's a custom, you know. Uh, you, you and when the coast is clear, you should give us a signal so so we know it's safe. I'll 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 come back. Okay. The five of you stand there under this archway next to this sign that Matthias has pulled off and smashed onto the ground as you watch the big-boned figure of this humble human walk with trepidatiously <laughs> with a stick Dick. up this hilled, rutted road. And he gets about 20 feet, and then he stops, and he turns around, and he says, Hey, uh... We're all like... Give it a thumbs Make up. sure you zigzag. <laughs> you're no, just, you're just, not zigging. You're just the flag. Point it towards them. They cannot see it this way. Point I, the flag towards them. You don't want to die, do you? <laughs> hey. And then he, he looks right at you, Alok. And he says, hey, y'all will come for me if I, if, I, if I don't come back, right? Well, yeah. We got to go in there anyways. <laughs> 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 I'm pretty sure we would just send you inside. Oh, yeah. wow. How comforting. <laughs> hey, we uh, don't hardly know this guy. You're right, going to so be fine. You're going to be fine, Jupiter. He did nothing in the fight. That's not true at Dude, all. He definitely brought me back to life. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. So I think he also healed you, too. He walks off. Are you opposed to me and Weirdo here? Maybe taking a little excursion while y'all deal with the polite folks? Uh, up in the, I don't know, whatever the hell's going on up there. Yeah, establishing a perimeter. Yes, I like that yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah, What do you say? Uh, uh, would you like to have like like a cold sound or like a... No, we're just going to walk alarm. next to each other, man. Come on. No, I mean, I thought you you were going to go and do your dodge thing where you just walk in the woods and... We're going to go. lost. You and me. Oh, yes. We're going to go do that. Oh, yes. I like this very much. Yes, the subterfuge or whatever. <laughs> And uh, they're going to go talk. Mm, this is yeah, very we'll agreeable like to me. Manager's meeting. Yeah, that sounds good. Although, I don't know why you would be invited. No offense. Oh, well. And I wink at the other bosses. <laughs> <laughs> I don't acknowledge it. <laughs> A scowl. All right. So, uh, just to be clear. So, Judas has kind of disappeared uh, around the, the, the uphill and winding rutted road. And after he does, you you all are agreeing that when he comes back, Biggle, Yon Yon, and Alok will go back with him to the estate while Dodge and Matthias are going to explore the area around. Yeah, just to be clear, we're looking pretty ragged right now. Yes, that is correct. Like, You're including three- like some dried blood and Absolutely. Like, yeah. multiple oh, yeah, three, we nights, like- three nights yeah. in the woods. Yeah, twigs in the hair and all that good stuff. I can't describe to you how terrible Yan Yan looks all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, great. So Biggle, Yan Yan, and Alok, the three of you are going to wait for Judas to return. Meanwhile, Matthias and Dodge, the two of you are going to go off and scout the area. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which way do you go? Left. Towards good adventures <laughs> always go left. Yeah. Okay. Say we don't uh, just get a nice good perimeter, try to get a sense of how many folks are up in this house. Yes, this just seems agreeable to me. You ever done something like this before? Skulk around in the forest and not be noticed? Yes, I do this often. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but also the house, too. 
Oh no, houses are not my specialty. They see, they see much more up your alley, though. Yeah. So we in agreement that if we find a way to just go ahead and nip this in the bud, we're gonna do that. Oh yes, absolutely. All right. <laughs> Let's roll. <laughs> All right. So, uh, and that is a conversation that the two of you have just between the two of you as you drift uh, off to the left. I heard it all. So you're... Certain- <laughs> yeah, it's like they're slowly walking away as yeah. they're just yelling this down the street. This road, this private drive, if you will, heads uphill and eastward, up toward the mountain range. And you are going to go kind of northeaster and circle around it. Uh, my initial sense is that there are, is there may be exactly one person here. Maybe... There's at least one. Maybe like as few as five or something like that. Like I feel like Dodge's initial impression is that like this is not Fort Knox. You know what I mean? Right. This is not some, this is some old money that maybe fell on hard times and is trying to like just claw back into the past. Yeah. I think probably it's fair to say that all of you have the assumption that this isn't a, a garrison of soldiers. This is a rich person's estate and will bring with it a pittance of defense, perhaps. Perhaps. So I'll come back to you, Dodge, and you, Matthias, um, as you kind of disappear into the roughage. And it is, it's not as vicious as the Kintree Forest was, but it is still really thick and dense. There's no trail, so you have to be kind of mindful about navigating the space um, Around, but because the trees are so tall and the, the tree canopy is so heavy, it's hard for a lot of undergrowth to grow. But you you kind of disappear off into the woods. And after a time, uh, Biggle, Yon Yon, and Alok, why don't the three of you give me a perception roll? It's a four. That's going to be a 12. Uh, 17. Okay. Biggle, you are the first one to notice this white cloth peeking up over the crest of a hill coming back your way and you see judas walking very somberly he has kind of a glazed look about him like he's kind of shocked maybe or his head somewhere else and he says they 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 said we we can come up where's wait where's ever where's where's dodge and matthias oh don't worry about don't worry about that how many of them are there um well, I only I only talked to uh, Koss's dad. How did that go, by Z-Way? Did you tell him how you feel? No, I didn't. No, we didn't have we didn't talk about feelings. That's well, silly. Did, what? Wait, wait. <laughs> yeah, what's his I, name? He, <laughs> he he said we could. He said we could come up. He yeah. He said he said go ahead and and he'll 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 talk to you. Uh, there's there's. Just a little bit further up, there's a, a wooden bridge that goes over a creek, and and some of the slats in the bridge Where? are. I'm, I'm just I'm just letting you. I'm just giving you a heads up. You know, like I, I just mean, want you to be prepared. Well, you, so, uh, like, right, right. You seem like uh, you seem like something's wrong. Uh, no. Yeah. What's up? I just I'm nervous. You know about that's what? All. I just I don't want you, you already guys... did it though. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I did. I totally did it. Yeah. We're we're fine. It'll it'll be fine. I don't know. You, you'll, you'll be safe. Let's go. It's the the bridge is up this way. If you just yeah, you lead me. the way. Okay, yeah. And so he walks you up the hill, and this road kind of winds. And as you're walking on this road, you can see it has deep wagon ruts that have grown over 
with grass and weeds and stuff and they've hardened and there's big rocks like the size of a watermelon that have found their way into these wagon ruts and it is very clear to you that a wagon has not traversed this road in quite some time you crest a couple little hills on your way up and and turn some bends and then there is a a wooden bridge that goes over a little creek that cuts underneath the bridge and um, cuts across the road and yeah, there are a couple slats that are broken on different ends and rotted. He says, yeah, you just got to be a little careful. And it's, it's like a you know, four-foot clearance. It's not like you would fall into a ravine or anything. Somebody really should take, uh, take the time to fix this up. And he says, yeah, I, 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 I mentioned that to Cryolus on, on, on the way up. Oh, that's, uh, that's to answer your question, Alok. That's, uh, that's, that's Koss's dad's name. Um, yeah, and then uh, it's just a it's just a little bit further up, and you guys go about a little over a quarter mile up this winding road, and periodically while you're going, you hear this thwacking sound, echoing across the mountainside. It's getting louder as you're approaching the estate. Eventually, you like reach. How, how loud is it at this point? What are the decibels? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. It's seven. Well, is it it's, like a it's seven it's, loud? So it's pretty loud. Uh, <laughs> from one to ten, well, like, come on. I mean, no, no, from no, far it's, away, it's, like we it's can not hear like, it, but is it like annoyingly loud at this point? Like, no, I it's just put my it's just an odd ears? sound. Okay, um, it's not like dynamite exploding off in the distance right, right, or anything right, right. like that. It's totally what it is, dude. You just gave it up. <laughs> <laughs> you saw out. my dynamite <laughs> puzzle. Uh, no, so you you get close um, to the crest of another hill on this road and you can see that it it's going to open up into a clearing in a uh, a kind of risen knoll of a hill and the first thing you see as you're getting closer to the crest of this hill is a carved wooden figure kind of rising up in your vision behind that is the roof of a house and eventually you come to the end of the road and you see sitting solemnly atop this low-rising knoll is an impressive two-story log manor on a raised foundation of rounded stones. And the initial impression of wealth that you get from this estate, which it looks bigger than any house you would see in the city. So you get this initial impression of wealth, but it's quickly undermined by everything that you take in as you look around the surrounding area. And, and you take in more details. There's like dusty, greasy windows on the house. The, the roof is dark and sagging and patched here and there with lighter colored wood that looks like it's newer to fix some holes. Water damage. And there's cracks and crumbling stones in the foundation. Off to your left, immediately as you go into this clearing, there is a uh, what looks like a stable or maybe a carriage house. It is completely tilted to one side and appears as though it's about to implode on itself. Behind the manor, you can see uh, an eight-foot-tall cedar fence that's circling a, a backyard of some sort. The boards of this fence are not the, the bright and crisp color of cedar, but are rather sodden and dark brown as brown as the soil and the whole fence is just lilting like a late night drunk 
neglect would be the wrong word to apply here because it certainly does look like as you look around it looks like someone has tried to maintain the place there's the, the patch roof there's raked up piles of leaves and debris and you know raked up piles of grass but uh, despite all that the the overall tone here is that decay has clamped its jaws onto this place and as you look at this once impressive manner, the, the one word that comes to your mind is futility. Having said all that, there is one very impressive element as you walk up. This road kind of terminates at a big circular roundabout uh, in front of the manor. And, and this, this roundabout is made out of like, cobblestones that are overgrown with branches and leaves and pine needles and stuff. Past that roundabout to your left is the carriage house. But in the center of the roundabout is a giant tree stump, uh, about 12 feet high. And then coming out of the top of that tree stump is what you saw as you were cresting the hill, which is this ornately carved wooden statue that's carved out of the stump itself. It's immaculately sculpted into the image of an elven maiden wrapped in branches playing a harp. You hear this final thwack and you look over and you see a female elf off to the left side of the manor and she is chopping wood. She's got leather gloves on and she's sweating and she wipes her brow with her right hand and bends down to grab a piece of the wood that she just chopped she sees you all and then grabs her axe in just leather pants and a co- <laughs> and a cotton tunic just comes marching down the hill towards you color of her boots red no it's not leather pants like that it's like 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 uh, like peasant clothes dude no i'm just i'm just <laughs> I, I just simple question what color are her boots just... uh, brown brown uh, boots uh, <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, no, I know what kind of leather pants do. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, Dodge and Matthias, the two of you have kind of gone off to the left. You're circling around, and after some time, I would like each of you to give me perception checks. Seven. Fourteen. Matthias, you see some tracks. You come across a, a, a patch of kind of muddier ground and you see a bunch of tracks in the ground i would like you to give me a survival check to see if you can kind of or nature i'll let you do nature if you want sure to see if you can kind of figure out what all these tracks mean to be a 19 on survival okay great yeah so you ascertain that a pack of wolves has come through here and you remember that um a night or two ago um, some wolves had kind of approached your camp but had been dissuaded by your fire and yeah it looks as though a pack of wolves has come through here but you also see some humanoid tracks as well as some other dog tracks that don't look like wolf tracks hmm. i can't help but notice the uh, oid suffix at the end of human in that description <laughs> yeah because it's i mean it's it's like a boot where they the track of a very boot. large 
does he notice them to be very large? <laughs> You're thinking like Does he tracks? notice that they're gross brown boots with brown <laughs> pants? Uh, no, they don't look like they would were big enough to be orc. Yeah, so, so if I could gather what I see is that there there were wolves in this place at one point, and then there was uh, a humanoid with a dog that possibly scared them off. Or or got eaten by them. Do I? Yeah. No. Uh, basically, with with your nineteen in assessing these, it's <laughs> this is like that scene in The Princess Bride when Prince Humperdinck was like, "There was a mighty duel," <laughs> <laughs> and he's like <laughs> dancing in the footprints. That's that's you, mm-hmm. but with your your f- fingertips pretending to be a a wolf, yeah. and it looks like there was a fight with this pack of wolves and this humanoid and these other dogs. But there's no remains. No. Could have been drug off. Are there any drag marks? <laughs> God, you, you were just a <laughs> full CSI. <laughs> full CSI. Yeah, spin off. <laughs> Matias. Pull out your black light. <laughs> Detective Matias. Yeah. Start doing Stop blood splatter analysis. The evidence. Yeah. Uh, no, there are, there, are, there are no drag marks. Fuck, that's a show. <laughs> All that was a thing here. <laughs> okay that's all you say yeah mm-hmm. great matisse is gonna be the main character of true detective season 30 <laughs> how do you feel about these bodies dying life is pointless so as you it was meant to happen <laughs> it looks as if they were murdered so as you traverse more easterly you can see off to your right this knoll that the house or the estate is up on. You can see it kind of rising up off to your right. Up through the trees, you can see a figure of a female elf. You see her bend down to grab a piece of wood, but then she turns and begins to walk down the hill. And you can see the roof of this manor kind of peeking up behind her and you can see a wooden fence that circles around behind this manor why don't you both give me another perception check 19 also for some reason i just imagine you as a tiger this whole time no i'm ch- i'm I know, just that's just where my head's at dude no it's just, just for some people around. out there that you know just <laughs> You can see it how you want to see it. Yeah, a tiger talking like Matthias. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so 16 and 19, you both, um, as you watch her walk out of your field of vision, out of your range of vision, she kind of disappears beyond the crest of this hill. You hear the sound of a creek further east. Creaking sound or like a crick? Like water? Thank you, thank you for correcting him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, a, a crick. No, no, it's... Creek is properly how you properly pronounce it's it. It's pronounced Creek. For clarification purposes. Either way, you hear the sound of trickling water across yes, trickling water across stones. That is basically directly ahead of you to the east, and off to your right is this manor that you can see. Kind of through the through the brush. I get the impression that there are um less than five humanoids guarding this place. Yeah. I think we should make a quick perimeter and then circle back around. Yes. We could see what happened with the fight. What's going on inside? (laughs) Oh, and like a like a sneaky, sneaky uh, robbery sort of way? Yeah. (laughs) I would like to try this. Let's go. Look, man, all I'm saying is like 
honestly, this guy doesn't seem like he's gonna just be like, "Oh, you guys are cool. Let me show you this harp. Oh, I'm you not, want I'm it? Not, yeah, here it is." I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm saying let's go and so, sneaky, yeah, sneaky, right. and steal yeah, some do things. It. Yeah, let's go. Right, cool. Well, it sounds like fun. Just make sure we're on the same page, there, Bubba. Yeah, no. Let's do it. Okay, so which which way are you guys gonna go? I mean, I would assume we. If she, if the we the elf what time woman of day is, is it? Yeah, is like chopping wood in the front. We'd probably <laughs> want to go it's, the it's opposite of where she is. Uh, sorry, sorry, hold on. To answer your question, Dodge, it's it's mid afternoon, and Matthias, you're saying you want to go the, in the opposite direction as her. Yes, yeah, so, so like you want to continue walking, eastward. Yeah, conti- like yeah, just get a full goes, perimeter yeah. and then decide where we want. Full Metal Gear in. Solid, like you go this way, yeah. I go. I counter. Yep. Great. Go behind. So she, yeah, she's kind of walking back southwest, and you guys are going to continue eastward toward the mountain. She's walking downhill. You're going to walk uphill. Yep. All right. Great. So yeah, you continue to walk, and you can see off to your right this fence poking through the trees. It circles around for a good couple dozen feet before it terminates, and then the hill that this estate is on drops off drastically. And as you're moving eastward, you hear this sound of this cr- crick, creek, this water. First one God, I hate you guys. <laughs> it's crick, dude, just say it. You know what one it is. Now I'm paranoid that someone out there is going to be like, what a fucking idiot. He called it a no, creek. No, but there will be a well, lot more people out there that will be like, that guy's 50. a genius. I get it. <laughs> it's Wait, pro- yeah, it's, it's true. not creek? I thought there it's, were going to so be people it's saying a, it's a no, regional dialect. everything we said yeah, it's true. every episode. That's yeah, true. Man. That's a good point. Depends on where you are. It's like pop and soda. And right. wash and yeah. wash. Tomato, tomato. All right. Um, Dodge and Matias, you eventually hit this creek, and you can see back behind you and to your right, you can see this fence up the hill. You kind of turn around southward to kind of circle around the hill that this estate is on, and you're following the creek, and you come to a small little clearing on the shore of the creek. Sitting in this clearing is a well-carved twisting of wood that's kind of made to look like vines spiraling up and holding a, a wooden bowl. And there are flowers laid all around this little carved chalice. And you can see a little still pool of water in the bowl of this. Meanwhile, Judas, Alok, and Yon-Yon and Biggle are standing in this roundabout and this elven woman comes down. She's got leather gloves on and a simple cotton tunic that's got string ties up near the neck that are untied. And you can see underneath she has this shimmer of mithril armor and she's holding this giant splitting mall. I wave. And she waves back and says, Howdy, strangers. Uh, looks like y'all might a looks like y'all might be a little lost. Can I help you find your way? Well, sure. Uh, my name is Biggle. Goodbyes. Uh, this is my counterpart Yon Yon and uh, our friend and associate Alok. Oh my God, they called me their friend. <laughs> and what about what about this what about this fellow here? Oh, and she this, points at Judas. Uh Judas. Yeah, he's uh, with us. We just met him. Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, a, wa- a little while ago. Not but, uh, today. Yeah, I mean, a couple days ago. Okay. Uh, anyway, he, we sent him up here to uh, 
make acquaintance and check if it was okay if we came up. He said it was cool. Yeah, I don't remember meeting this fella. And and he says, yeah, I didn't make it all the way up. I totally lied to you guys. I didn't come up all the way. I got scared. Judas. Anyway, uh, irregardless, uh, like I said, my name is Biggle. Um, <laughs> goodbyes. Goodbyes. Uh, did you carve this statue? It's beautiful. I've never seen uh, work quite like this before. Good icebreaker. She's catching her breath and wiping the sweat, and she puts the axe down on the ground, takes the gloves off, throws them down, and walks right up to you guys. I, I think if I were to give this person a, a real-world analog, she kind of looks like Maggie Gyllenhaal, circa Stranger Than Fiction. Nice. <laughs> no, that's, that's, I see it. Like, yeah, see you it. see it. Yeah. Uh, you can see she's definitely an elf, and she has short dark brown hair and kind of crow's feet coming from the edges of her eyes as as glorious as she looks she looks very tired and she says well if you're lost i'm i'm happy to help you find your way back to the road i'm sorry i didn't hear you say what was your name i'm sorry i was chopping wood i lost my my sense of manners uh my name is andrika andrika and andrika andrika and it's Let try, me just try, try, try one more time, Andrika. Andrika. There you. There you. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, was I saying it too long? Yeah. It sounded like you were saying with with an A, oh. but it's spelled with an E. Well, technically, it's an elf name, so it wouldn't be spelled. Sounds with an e, like but... it's with an N. Yeah, that's in there too, fella. Okay. I'm. So, I'm so sorry. Um. Yeah. Uh, this is all new for him. We, we, um, why don't, why, why don't we typically s- Yanyan and I would uh, we would prefer to address you privately if some people can't keep it together. <laughs> as you <laughs> as you stare at Alok, we're really giving you a try here, and you're just blowing it. Uh, she says, "All right, well, let's just hold on for a sec because you are on private property, and." That does pose a little bit of a problem. I didn't see a sign. Hey everyone, Blake here again. I uh, just wanted to jump in real quick because I'm incredibly wired on coffee and <laughs> I wanted to take this opportunity to remind you that if you are on social media and you aren't following us, you should check us out. We're on Instagram at Dice Boys Podcast. That's boys with a Z and that's probably the best way to get in touch in touch with us, but uh, we're also on Facebook and Twitter as well. You can just search for Dice Boys, it's Boys with a Z. But if you're not on social media, no worries. Uh, not everyone is, and that's totally fine. Uh, you can still check us out on our website, and that's diceboys.com. Uh, the reason I'm bringing all this up is because we will have some more maps coming this season, and it, w- it won't be essential for you to understand the story, but it'll definitely uh, it'll definitely give you a peek into what we're doing at the table and. Speaking of peek, let's let's jump behind the DM screen, take a peek behind there, and uh, yeah, let's just talk about maps. Um, basically, we we largely play theater of the mind, but what I like to do is I like giving handouts to the players, and instead instead of having a battle map, 
Um, I like just giving stuff, uh, a drawing, uh, a, a picture that I find online that kind of evokes the setting. And that helps kind of prime the creative pumps while getting us all, you know, starting us all off on the on the same on the same foot uh, in terms of our spatial uh, spatial understanding. So um, I have some drawings, uh, some map drawings that I did for this season that'll be coming up. And so you're gonna want to get uh, you want to get in touch with us online just so that you're uh, you're up to speed with that. Also, uh, before we head back down to the basement, uh, just real quick, we're still looking for some more voicemails to feature at the end of an episode. So if you got a good D&D story from your game, give us a call, 503-765-5807. That's 503-765-5807. Just give us a call, leave us a quick story about something that happened in your game, and we'll put it at the end of the podcast. All right, I think, uh, I think that's it. Let's head back to the basement, sit at the table, and roll some more dice. So, Andrika looks at the four of you, Biggle, Yon-Yon, Alok, and Judas. She's kind of catching her breath from chopping wood still, and she's like, well, I have, and, and looks around at everything kind of distractedly, and she's I did have I did have a sign up, but I suppose it, it was kind of haphazard. It was just really there to deter people. I'm not, I'm not the violent type, so uh, I can, I can tell you're, you're lost. I'm assuming you were making your way on the Woestone Way. I actually do not believe we are lost. Is this the Kava estate? She looks at you very intently, Yon Yon. And she says, well, as a matter of fact, it is. Yes. Do you know if uh, Kryalis is home? She just scratches her face, <sighs> takes a big breath, and grabs something around her neck. You can see she's wearing what looks like a tiny little whistle. And she just kind of fingers it, and she's just looking at you. And she says, "Yeah, he's he's home. I'm I'm sorry. Are I just have to make sure? Is this a hostile visit? Oh no! Oh, no, of course no, not. Absolutely oh, no. not. Oh, absolutely not. I think uh, I think that maybe you've mi- mistaken our intentions uh, based on. I mean, we're I'm not probably, entirely we're sure. What, looking, I mean, look so. at him and look at me. Like." Uh, Okay, forget I'm about all, it. I'm all smiles over here. This is this is. I, I will say it is the most eccentric <laughs> gathering of folk I've seen. Well, in a, thank you, thank a, you. A good manner of time. I try. Thank, thanks. Uh, no, abs. This is absolutely a friendly visit. Uh, all right. Well, I think we're not <sighs> lost per se. We're just um, a little confused. Confused would be the right descriptor for what at least what I am. Uh, I'm confused. What Thank are you. the two of you confused about? Well, uh, I think that maybe my impression of of what I would see when I arrived is not necessarily what is awaiting me, which gives me pause. You see, we were under the impression that this place was going to be a little more magnificent maybe than it currently <laughs> seems to be no offense intended i i don't mean it okay 
Are you? <laughs> In that moment of awkwardness, um, coming from the right-hand side of the house, you hear it before you see it. This... And it's this squeaky wheel of a wheelbarrow. See, now that's, that's what I'm and, talking about. That's exactly is, what I'm talking about. It is a short little old gnome, way older than you, Biggle. And he has the classic little gnome hat on to cover his head. And he's got this scraggly gray hair coming out from underneath it. And he's got a wheelbarrow of firewood. He's kind of <laughs> waddling by and he comes around toward you all and just walks right past. <laughs> he looks only at you, Biggle, and acknowledges you. And you know that this is because for gnomes in this world, there is just a deep-seated, you always acknowledge another gnome. Mm-hmm. You are always, your default setting no matter what kind of person you are, if you're a gnome, you always acknowledge another gnome. And he just kind of looks at you and... And I nod my head at him. <laughs> you burr back at him. <laughs> and he wheels his wheelbarrow over to where Andrika was chopping wood, and he starts piling more wood into this wheelbarrow. Uh, wh- I'm sorry, where where were we? I got... That was That was weird. She says, I mean, yeah, you caught me in the middle of uh, me and Mr. Bach in here. We were uh, you know, just getting some firewood ready. And you say this is a friendly visit. And you say you're confused. And Oh, yes, we are friends with Cass. He is the one that sent us. She s- stiffens up. And then she kind of looks, looks up at the sky and takes a deep, like lets out a big breath. <sighs> and puts her hands on her hips and says, okay, okay. Um, see, that's what I'm, that's what I'm confused about. So your friend's a cost and he, he, he sent you all here. Um, I, I, I'm sorry. I don't really know that there's anything I can help you with. And at that moment, another figure joins the scene and it is a very regal looking old elf. And he comes stepping out onto the front porch of this house. He has only a bathrobe on. A very nice bathrobe that looks like it's pretty threadbare at this point. And he yells from the porch of this house. You all are about 50 feet away from him. And he says, Andrika, those are guests. I, have, I hear you talking to people. I, I, I have our guests finally arrived. Real quick, what is this shoe situation? <laughs> Important question. Yeah, man. Important He's question. wearing big, fuzzy slippers All right, that cool. look like they're made from bear skin. All right, I know this dude. All right, and he says, he says, those are guests. They're early. Oh, you were expecting us? Oh yeah. Yes, please, come in. You're early for the soiree, but it's... You are... Please, we'll have we'll have tea. Andrika, have Mr. Bakken put on some tea. I'm walking up there. Like, I know this is like my, my guy. And Andrika is just like, oh, um, well, hold, hold on. Well, thanks, and, for, thanks for showing us the... Uh, thanks for showing us in. <laughs> and she puts a very firm hand 
on your shoulder, Yon-Yon. Terrifyingly strong. <clears throat> and she looks at you and in Elvish says to you in a very regal Elvish voice, do not give me any trouble. I look at her in Elvish and I'll say, I'll try. Meanwhile, Matthias, you and Dodge have found this <laughs> little clearing. <laughs> break into their fucking house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, you're about to break into their house and steal stuff. Your geographical sense, you feel as though you are directly behind this manor and behind whatever this cedar fence that was behind the manor encircled. But you're down the hill from it, and you're next to this creek, and you're in this very serene clearing next to the creek. And you see this, what looks like a shrine of some sort. And this, this carved wooden thing is set up, and it, it rises up about three feet off the ground. What do you think, fellow? This looks like some elf shit to me. Oh, yes, this is most definitely some elf shit. Um... I would suggest that we uh, do not fuck with it, as it uh, probably has some sort of enchantment on it, um, and it would give away our position. And also, uh, I don't know, it just seems impolite for us to do. Uh, let's just do the robbery and then move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what? You're right. Politeness should be the top of the order. These are some type of wizard folk might have a, you know, this could be the... I don't know, some wacky wizard shit. They got this harp underneath the pedestal or whatever. Well, I mean, the, the elves, like, we, we have the same sort of experience with the tower. Like, they have all sorts of strange things that they can do. So I would, it would be best if we uh, case the house first and then, you know, move on. Matthias, why don't you give me a religion check? That's going to uh, be, be a big six, daddy. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's some sort of serene elf thing, but your sacred elf thing, but you're you're not familiar with this particular ritual or whatever this yes, is. Yes, no, I do not want to fuck with this. And you can also see extending from this clearing back toward the house and through the tree line is a small little trail that looks like it has been consistently traveled that heads back up toward the fence. And you can just, through the trees from, your, from the shore of the creek, you can look up the hill and you can see through the trees the kind of the backside of this old rickety cedar fence. So we're going to continue the circle then. Yeah, is there a logical break in the fence? As you are walking around, you, you continue to kind of make a perimeter of the place and you don't, you don't really see... A break in the fence. You see that this path looks like it leads up to a, a gate in the fence, but it's a solid gate, probably latched from the inside. And this fence is eight feet high, so you can't really see inside it. And you, you're keeping a good, stealthy distance from this, a good, you know, 50 to 100 feet from it. How close is the fence to the tree line? The clearing next to the creek where this little serene spot is is just a small little shoreline clearing. Mm -hmm. the, the fence kind of goes right up to the trees. There isn't cool. really a tree line to, to speak of at this, in this back part of the estate. So we can just climb a tree. Yeah. 
Uh, does the does the uh, creek run under the fence? No, the creek is a good about a hundred feet from oh, so, from oh, the okay. fence. So it's, it's a the creek is away. down the hill. the The fence is up the, up this knoll. Okay. Yeah, hey, give me a hand here. Why don't you? And I'll hop up into a tree. Okay, okay so you you you're going to head toward the fence, toward the edge of the estate. Uh, I want to just get an aerial view first. Okay. Try to see if I can see any activity or any spots in the fence that would be like easier to breach instead of just like jumping out of a branch, which seems like kind of whack. Okay. So you're, so if I understand you correctly, you're going to, you're going to come up the, up the hill a little bit toward the fence, but keep a good distance from the fence still and climb a tree to see if it'll give you perspective down into whatever this fence is surrounding. Yeah. And also more view of the fence, like the full, like how much is fenced off. Okay. And Matthias is going to help you up a tree, correct? Yeah. I'm not even going to make you roll for that. You can easily scramble. Yeah. You get a good look down into what is basically the backyard of this estate you see quite a few different things the width of this is wider than the manor itself so this is a whole kind of fenced off giant quarter of an acre essentially in the center of it is what looks like a gazebo an octagonal wooden structure that's raised about three feet off the ground and there's lattice work surrounding the bottom of it, but it's broken in a bunch of different spots. And the the roof of this gazebo, much like the roof of the manor itself, is sodden and darkened with time. There is nothing to sit on in the center of this gazebo. It is a testament to something that once was grand. Snaking around that gazebo and throughout this backyard, some gravel pathways that are, again, covered with forest droppings essentially leaves and twigs and pine needles and overgrown with weeds and you see what looks like some well-kept raised garden beds with uh, a dense assortment of vegetables and herbs and different colored plants sprouting from the dark soil in these raised garden beds and all these different plants are raised up to varying heights and colors and textures you see what looks like maybe an outhouse, like a loo, mm-hmm. and there is a bleached deer skull hanging on the old wood of this outhouse. Sick. And there is a, a well with a kind of like an t- old tipped over wooden bucket next to the well and a kind of rope contraption and a, and a small attempt at a roof over the well there is a a, a little bit of a larger structure in this backyard that looks like a woodshed or or like a shop maybe even where barn tools or uh, yard working tools would be kept the thing that is the most troublesome is what looks like a dog kennel because there are three dog like figures laying in it why don't you give me a stealth check as you climb this tree it's an 11 i don't know what your modifiers are good i think it's plus seven plus six so 17 all right it's 
and they have advantage. And it is as your eyes pass over them that these three dogs stand up and start sniffing the air. And they all three look in your direction. And you get a good look at these creatures. And they are not dogs. They are something else. They have long, pointed, almost elf-like ears coming off their heads. Gross. And silken eyes. And yeah. you see one of them <laughs> kind of, as, as two of them stand there still looking in your direction, you get the sense that they don't quite see you, but they, they know that something is wrong. And you see one of them vanishes and then reappears toward the edge of the fence closer to you. Just boom, boom. Hey, uh, vanishes out of existence and then appears, reappears by the fence and starts <laughs> sniffing yeah, around. I'm just going to drop out of the tree immediately. Okay. And then you just hear a Hey, uh, I think we better beat it. Make for the water. Yes, no, this, this seems right for us. Yes, let's go. Yon, yon. As Andrika has her hand on your shoulder and an elvish tells you don't give me any trouble and you say i'll try <laughs> whatever it was you said so i'll try yeah you just hear a dog barking in the distance and she stiffens up and then she looks at you again and in elvish she asks you are there any more of you My man needs a lifeline. <laughs> I'm, I'm watching. I'm watching the map just go out of Trevor's head right now. Dude, it's that fucking meme with with all the yeah. equations. Yeah. yeah. Oh no. All right. Uh, give me a deception roll. Uh, eighteen. What's deception? Charisma. Oh yeah, it's just gonna be a hard eighteen. Hard eighteen. Okay. She doesn't say anything for a moment. And then she says to everyone, well, I guess, I guess we're going inside and we're having some tea. Let me just clean up my stuff. I'll be right behind you. You all walk up the old stone steps to the porch where Cryolus Cahava stands in his threadbare robe. Welcome, welcome. Well, welcome to, welcome to my estate. You, you, you all are very early. Please follow me and we'll, we'll, we'll sit and we'll have some tea. Mr. Bakken will make... And, and, and he yells, Nickel! Nickel! Nickel <laughs> Bring us some tea! I loved your rope, by the way. <laughs> what, is, what is that? Ocelot? Oh no, this is fine silk. Misconception. It is very clearly not fine silk. Okay, yeah. Uh, it is just, it looks like just a cotton robe. Right. Well made at one point, but he leads you into the front room of this estate. You walk through these wide, heavy oaken doors that are very ornately carved with leaves and flowers, and you walk into the front entryway of this room. Directly in front of you as you walk into this room is a big fireplace, a stone fireplace that just kind of sits there gaping and black and dark but it is a little bit warm coming off of it there are open arched doorways about 
six feet wide um, to your right and to your left. To your left, it looks like it leads into a dining room, and you can see a set of stairs in a big open room off to your right. The floorboards are just kind of creaking under the weight of you all there, and you can see a, a large discolored square on the floorboards. Almost as though a rug was here for a long time, but now it's gone. And similarly, up above the wall directly in front of you, above the fireplace, there's a big discolored square where, on the wall where maybe a painting once hung, but it's not there anymore. But you do see on the mantle of the fireplace a large longbow that looks like it was just set there and a quiver of arrows and there's a couple arrows just kind of spilling out onto the mantle and as you look around and look behind you from where you came you see a huge longsword hanging over the entryway that you just walked through and this thing looks pristine and it looks magical while you're taking this all in you're just kind of also simultaneously bombarded by this smell you come out of the fresh mountain air into this smell that is it's some strange combination of mildew and old cooked meat and water, water damage and <laughs> I know what you're talking about, dude. And, 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 and burning wood. You can smell uh, the smoke from a fireplace in the, in the room off to your right. And indeed, that's where Cryolus heads as he's like, Yes, well, we were, were preparing for uh, uh, the feast, uh, uh, the celebratory meal in honor of Captain Oakfort. He, he just returned to port from a successful voyage into the broken sea, and he, he shall regale us with his tales of his journey and, and the sundry wonders therein. And please, I'm, I'm excited for you to have been here, although you are early. Who do you think that we are? I assumed your guess, and uh, he's kind of had his back to you this whole time and, and as he's just kind of walking and leading the way. But he stops and turns around. And he's like, well, I assumed you were a guest, but I, I guess I should take a better look. And as he turns and looks at you, you see his eyes have turned completely white on, in the pupils from giant cataracts. He's trying to look at you, Yon Yon, but he's looking up and to the right. Ah, yes, I, 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 I think, did you, did you go to the academy? Which academy? The, 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 the wizard academy. I, I, I was part of the, the fundraiser's ball. We, I, we, we met, right? At the, the fundraiser's ball. You're, um, I'm, I'm sorry, my manners are... Yan-Yan, yes. Yes, we have met before. Yes, Yan-Yan. I'll put my hand out to shake him. Yes, he shakes your hand very firmly. He says, yes, pleasure, pleasure to see you again. Uh, I was glad we could raise so much money for, for the cause. Um, uh, it's important work they do there. So, so important. And, and I, I, I remember having a very pleasant conversation with you, but please, uh, come have, have a seat with me. And, and you. Uh, and my, looked, na my name is Biggle. Uh, we've, never, we've never met. And yeah, and he kind of looks ab above you He's a little bit. He's an esteemed colleague of mine. I met Yanyan -Yan at the academy, but was never uh, afforded... Oh, so you are also a wizard. Well, uh, yes. 
Um, yes. <laughs> Uh, fantastic. It's always good to, to see people of the, the smaller stature engaged in, in noble pursuits. Well, thank you. Yeah, I, I, if, you if you could just... Uh, um, uh, 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 I'm sorry, uh, Nickel, was it? I, it's Biggle. Yes, of course. My mistake. Uh, yes, please join me. I, I'm happy for your company. And and you, sir. He looks at you, Alok. But kind of off to the side of you. He's trying to get a sense of you. And I, I kind of try to line up with his his pupils. <laughs> his, his pupils keep moving yes. as he's trying to see you. Uh, he says, rather nimble for a, a, a large feller. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes, of course. I, I And your name was? Oh, I'm Alok. Alok Cryolus. Uh, great to meet you. Uh, Alok, it's, uh, uh, by chance, is, uh, are you from Greyburg? No, no, no. I'm, I'm uh, Goldcliff. Uh, you mean, you mean Clifftide? Clifftide. Clifftide. <laughs> uh, he says, ah, yes, Clifftide. Wonderful, wonderful town. Great, small, small, humble town. Yes. Yeah, um, we have really nice fountains. Great, we have a wonderful fountain as well. I'm sure you saw it out in the front. I did, yeah. Uh, beautiful carving out there. Who's the who's the wood craftsman? Well, well that, that we we did hire artisans, but uh, I have to say, Nickel has become quite the the, the craftsman himself over, over the years. Amazing work. Please, really? uh, well, let's all have a seat. And he escorts you into basically uh, off to the right of this entryway. And you pass uh, some stairs that raise up to the second floor. And at the base of those stairs, uh, there's a doorway to the left that looks like it goes into a library that is very sparse. The shelves are just from your glance in as you pass it, maybe a quarter full. And he brings you into the only room that has any semblance of warmth right now where this smell of smoke was. And there is a large couch and a couple chairs. And over this couch is a huge oil painting of a schooner in a storm crashing against the waves. He sits down on that couch. And you can see, uh, why, don't, why don't you guys all give me a perception check? 13. That's an 18. 21. Okay. Yon uh, Yon and Alok, you both notice that there is tucked under the couch um, some blankets and a pillow. And the fire in the fireplace has kind of dissipated down to almost embers, but it's still emitting the smell of smoke into the room. He sits down and he says, says yes, we're, we're, we're having celebratory dinner tonight and uh, perhaps some heated conversation about politics in Sesoria, the trade guilds and whatnot. It should be good. My wife uh, is planning on performing later, which should be wonderful. She's a great harpist. Oh, really? So it runs in the family. And he, just, he just kind I of... put my he, fucking head on my palm. <laughs> <laughs> he just kind of... <laughs> and... Um, Yes, she'll be performing, and uh, I, I'm happy to have you here. It's, it's been a while since we've had visitors. 
uh, who else are we expecting? Well, that's, I mean, who, who is hey, not coming? Uh, Lord, uh, Lord Carathites, uh, the, the priestess Zobek, um, um, the, 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 the whole Gathan delegation from Akora is coming as well, as well as Rillaby, the famed painter, the famed halfling painter, I'm oh, sure. Oh, I think I've heard of him. And, and we're to expect them soon. Well, it should be any moment, yes. They'll all be arriving by carriage. Yes, that sounds delightful. Uh, and uh, you're... Your wife, we haven't had the pleasure of meeting her. Uh, what's her name? He stops talking and drops into absolute silence. And his white gray eyes stare against the wall. And at that, Andrika walks into the room. And you can see that she has taken the giant sword that was hanging over the entryway and has strapped it to her waist. She has in her hand this whistle and she walks into the room and says to Cryolus, the dogs are barking again. I'm, gonna, I'm going to see what's going on. Matthias. You would watch as Dodge climbed up in the tree, and then all of a sudden, he very quickly jumps down. And Dodge, you say, Let's hoof it, man. We gotta go. Let's head towards the creek. Yes, no, this, this seems like a good plan, yes. Been compromised. So you guys make your way very quickly to the creek. And I'm, t- I'm like, describing what I saw to him. Okay, so and yeah, it's like, you're hey, explaining. It's like a dog, but like with them uh, weird ears, y'all, faux god, and a... Uh, Go ahead and Some give white eyes. You ever seen anything like that? Go ahead and give me a. I'll let you do Arcana or Nature. Okay. Uh, it's gonna be eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah, that's. It's certainly not a dog. It is a fey creature known as a blink dog, and you know that this is a creature that is loyal to fey, and can basically at will nightcrawler itself like bamf from one spot to another very quickly kind of teleport itself essentially to any spot it can see uh within about 30 feet dodge i believe that uh you should go you should go towards the creek and uh i'm going to take a different path and i hope that uh we shall meet again i'll take a coin flip on that I am immediately going to turn into a fox. Okay, yeah, because the dogs won't care about that. Yeah, that's great. No, because they will care about that. All right. And then I'm going to run toward the fence and then peel the opposite direction of where Dodge is. Nice. This is, that, I feel bad for giving you a hard time. This is really good. <laughs> <laughs> we tricked him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so. Uh, great. So, uh, uh, you are... To to be clear, though, you are on the back side of the fence, and the yeah. the dogs are on the other side of the fence. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna le- run toward the fence to let them catch the scent, uh-huh. and then lead them in the opposite direction of Dodge. Okay, great. So, so the Dodge, Dodge can go to the creek, yeah. drop the scent, and then circle you're back gonna, around. You're gonna run kind of back toward the way you guys came, essentially. Yes. Great. As you do that, definitely the dogs start barking, and you can hear them close to you on the other side of the fence. But unlike a normal dog, which would like try and 
scratch at the fence and try and get on on the other side and like dig at the earth and these dogs seem like they're just kind of following where you are Mm -hmm. but are staying on their side of the fence not because they have to but because it is what they're trained to do does that make sense yes and indeed as you're skirting along the edge of the fence you hear a female elf voice and she says in elvish to these blink dogs silence and they stop and then in elvish she says where is it are you going to continue to run along the fence or um, are you going to hold when still, i or? hear her say where is it i'm going to turn and run in in a way that she can see me I want to run in a direction that I know that she can see that I'm a fox. Okay. So the the challenge here is that she is behind this eight foot fence. So how playful do you get? (laughs) (laughs) How how saucy do I get as a fox? How saucy are you? That's a two question. When you hear her say, where is it? You kind of run away from the fence out into the woods a little bit, but like very much out in in the open as much as you can. Is, is the shrine visible from not you've kind of ran past where that is. Okay. Yeah. Um, ran back northward. Um, that's kind of south of you now. Yeah, um, and Dodge has gotten past the creek. Yes. You see in the distance, you can see the gate that opens to the path to the shrine, though. Mm-hmm. And you see this figure of this elf burst out, and she has a silver gleaming sword that is now unsheathed. Mm-hmm. She looks absolutely radiant in her frustrated ferocity as she bursts through this gate. And she looks directly ahead down the path toward the shrine first. That's the first place she looks. And then she looks to her left, which is where the dogs suggested she looks, and she sees you, the fox. And you lock eyes with her. And she locks eyes with you. And there's a moment... There's a moment where you're not entirely sure that she doesn't that like that she she doesn't know what I am. Yeah, actually. Like, like you're not entirely sure that she's convinced that you're actually a fox. But then she lets out a huge sigh and turns and goes back. And I why don't why don't you give me an insight check to see if you could read this body language here. That is going to be a 13. Okay. The body language seemed to suggest, as far as you could tell, an absolute readiness, but also a weariness. And you hear that crink, crink and the kink of the latch of the gate shut. And you hear in the distance her voice faintly saying in Elvish to the dogs, Now I've told you many, many times that forest creatures are not as much of a threat as the orcs and the wolves. Please, I have other matters to attend to. But I do appreciate your diligence, so if I blow the whistle, come as quickly as possible. We have guests. Meanwhile, Alok, Yon Yon, Biggle, and Judas, you are sitting in the sitting room with Cryolus and he has fallen silent 
but Andrika reminding him of the dogs kind of breaks him out of it. And he says, well, um, where is Nickel with that? Ah, and he looks at you, Biggle, and he says, Nickel, please, I'd ask for tea. Yes, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be rude, um, but I am not, in fact, Nickel. Uh, my name is Biggle, um, and I have come here on somewhat uh, urgent matters and I'm, I I'm sorry this is all I understand uh I'm very disturbed right now. Yes. Are you telling me that I have been calling you by the wrong name all these years? <laughs> Listen, pal. Um I'm just going to say this one time. Uh I'm not Nickel. My name is Biggle. And uh yeah, I get it. Our names sort of sound the same. But uh, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> okay. Uh, it happened one look, time. Look, this happens to me everywhere that I go, and I'm trying to be patient with you. I don't really want to talk about this. Ah, fuck it. And I get up, and I go, and I leave the room. <laughs> nice. Okay, great. So you go into the entryway. Yeah, and I... Uh, and, and, and I'm looking d- down the hallways. So uh, there is no hallway. You you walk basically out of one archway uh-huh. into the entryway and directly across the archway f- mm-hmm. that you walk through okay. is another archway that leads into the dining room. Yeah, I go through there and I look I look around. I'm looking okay, for this so guy. Okay, so as you walk into the dining room, you see a huge oaken table just mm-hmm. to your left, uh, just to the left of this entryway. And uh, a, there's another fireplace off in the back left corner. Uh, the, there's windows in this room that are dusty and greasy and cobwebbed, but they still let in. They're still letting in a little bit of the the afternoon light. They illuminate this huge oaken table, which is has five chairs on either side of it, plus I a chair at each end. Along the table. Oh, it's covered in yeah. dust. You can see this dust in the afternoon light filtering through the windows. Against the wall to your right, as you walk in this room, is a uh, a large hutch. A, a, a glass-fronted cabinet that would normally have dishes in it, presumably for the servants, and it's completely barren. Are there any just drawers underneath? Yes. So the top I half is like a glass pull, cabinet. I pull the shelves. drawer open. I'm yeah. looking for some cups. It's it's empty. Uh, when I see that it's empty, I just yell out, Nick, Nickel! Nickel! Sorry, another detail that I, oh, I wanted to des- describe uh, is before you can kind of get to that hutch, um, there's, a, there's a doorway immediately to your right as you walk in this room Okay, uh, that goes down a hallway, and you can see down that hallway, there's at the far end of that hallway is a door that looks like it leads outside, um, as well as another uh, door to the left and door to the right in that hallway. Okay. And coming out of the door to the right comes Nickel. And he's got a tray with a kind of hodgepodge of cups. Mm-hmm. It's not like a matching tea set. There's like a wood, like a really simple wood cup. And there's a, a stein. And there are a couple teacups. And he's got a tea kettle in the other hand. And he's got this little... And he sees you and he's like... Hey. Uh, he kept calling me Nickel. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, hey, can I give you a hand with that? 
and I grabbed a kettle and, and uh, as we're walking back, I'm like, uh, what's going on around here, man? Yeah. Well, for a long time. Yeah. This banquet thing. That's a bunch of bullshit, right? Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Yep. Listen, how'd you get stuck here? Really? I mean, the wheelbarrow, man? Like, come on, just a little oil in that thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, anyway, thanks for the tea. Uh, Would you mind just walking in here with me really quick to make sure that he knows that we're not the same. <laughs> I mean, he said he uh, get this. This dude apologized to me for calling me the wrong name all these years because he thought I was you. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I mean, these guys. Right? Anyway, man. Hey, if you're ever uh, if you ever get out of here, why don't you swing up to Clifftide? Uh, give me a ring. We're uh we got a little place, you know, we could put you up for a little while or, you know, I don't know. There's a bar next door. We could, I don't know. I'll show you my workshop. All right. And at, at that, you hear Cryolus yell for tea from the other room. He he calls for nickel again. And you guys head back into the other room where Yon Yon, you, Alok, and Judas have been sitting in relative silence with Cryolus. So you all return to the room. Biggle, as you are walking back into this sitting room with Nickel, God, did it to myself now, uh, uh, you hear the back door that you'd just seen at the end of that hallway slam shut, and you hear the footsteps of somebody coming, and you turn behind you, and it's Andrika. She walks into the room with you, and she looks at you all, and she says, it's just, it's just a fox. Vermin. Real quick. Yeah. Do I notice anything in the room that shows like that they have had children, that their sons there? Is there any like portraits of family or anything on the wall? There was no. the one picture missing, you said. Yes. And indeed, other than this painting of the ship, there's nothing else on the walls. And as you're looking at the walls, you can see outlines of where paintings might have been and you also see kind of rounded outlines of where maybe like mount- full, a full emotional purge my dude mounted mounted uh hunting trophies might have hung like maybe an owl bear head or something a stuffed owl bear head or an elk head were it not for the the stifling stench it would feel rather cold and barren in this room this tea is delicious <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, Nickel kind of pours you all tea in this in all these different cups. And you hear Indrika, she kind of cuts the silence and says, Yes. Dandelion? Uh, the tea? She says, Yeah, that's that's pretty astute of you there. Uh Yon Yon, was it? Yes. Yeah. Uh sorry, I apologize. We we just don't get a lot of visitors, so we don't have <laughs> we don't have a lot of dishware. Yeah, shady looking characters. I get it. Yes, you are, but no no judgment from me, I suppose. This isn't typical of us. We ran into some orcs on the road. Usually we're better dressed than this. There have been some problems. Um, 
I'm sorry. You can tell she's trying to figure out how best to navigate this situation as she <laughs> runs through a bunch of options in her head. She's computing and she says, she looks out the side of her eyes at Cryolis and she says, I, before the party starts, and she looks at you all knowingly like you Which I would love a out. big tankard of beer. Uh, we don't have beer, but I, I was wondering if there was anything I might help y'all with before the party. If you Big tankard of beer would be great. And she looks at you very confused. Isn't like a tanker to cup? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And she looks at you very confused. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, we don't we don't have any ale. Um tea's the best I can do. We don't even have any wine. Uh except what's set aside for the party. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the face you made when you said that. Like a kid like a, like an adult wine to a kid. That's too good. Well, like I said, like I said. <laughs> <clears throat> like I said before, uh, when we first showed up, uh, we are we are here for a purpose. We just felt it appropriate to make the proper acquaintances before uh, divulging some of that information. Uh, perhaps we could speak privately on a matter of interest. Oh, no, no, nonsense. You're my guests, and you can speak openly, please. I, I'm, I'm happy to assist um, before everything, before all the other guests arrive. I, what, what, what can I help you with? Judas, maybe you can answer this. <laughs> Judas, who's just been sitting there wide-eyed in the corner this whole time, silent, conveniently silent for me. Uh, no, we didn't expect him to really you know, be the shining <laughs> star of this whole conversation. Uh, he... He says, uh, "No, I, um, the, I, I do, I, I do like dandelion tea. It's, 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 it's really good. Good try, Judas. The statue out front, um, the woman, she's, uh, she's playing a harp. Am I right?" Yes, of co- yes, of course. Uh, yes, it uh, is a depiction of our our family heirloom, which was. Stolen from us. Yes, yes. By the Woestone Stolen. Dwarves. And we are here, as a matter of fact, to find that stolen item for you. I know I'm just giving him like agreeing eyes and pointing at Big Ol' Hut. <laughs> you, you, you wish to retrieve yes. my family's harp, the Numos harp. Yes. Indeed. That's why we're here. You know, we wanted to we wanted to talk to you before we went out on our way to maybe see if there was any information you could provide for us on where that harp might be. Well, um, they stole it, and they probably have it in a pile of dirt and rocks. Filthy dwarves. <laughs> perhaps, <laughs> perhaps sunk into a vat of beer. I've al- I've also heard. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong here. I've heard. Uh, tales of a dwarven tankard. Um, <laughs> something uh, seems of great value. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, tales have been told of this tankard, certainly. Yes. Well, I've never seen it. <laughs> well, I mean, what kind of tales? <laughs> well, uh, apparently it was very um, um, precious to the Woestones. And at this point, I'm looking at uh, 
Andrika. Andrika, yeah. She is very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Indeed, she kind of chimes in and says, "Well, well, why don't why don't y'all um, why don't y'all just kind of um, c- cut to the chase? It'd it, it, it be good. I I have a lot to do to get ready. I feel like if mar- we cut to the chase, it's it's gonna get darker. We're trying to." navigate around these situations that we're doing with in front of us i mean obviously you know what i'm talking about she says and uh, i give her like a like a very serious eye okay that's great she says huh and looks at you very seriously and says thank you yon yon i i appreciate that very much there's, there's no need to get emotional stop okay. crying lady um <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, I'm not really sure how to help you, though, and I, w- I, w- I would like to. Let's cut to Dodge and Matthias. Matthias, you were in fox form, mm-hmm. and you know that Dodge has escaped across the creek. Yes. And I have no idea what's going on inside. Correct. Dodge. Yeah, I just, like, I just, like, tore ass through the woods, and then, like, as soon as I got on the other side of the creek i had this like false sense of security so i like stopped and like bent down and splashed my face with water you can see from where you are this small clearing on the other side of the creek i'm just thinking like this is obviously a little bit going to be more difficult than we had originally anticipated um so i'm just trying to like weigh my options right now okay kind of waiting for some sign from material matthias that like it's clear or like I need to keep running. Give me a perception check while you are there splashing your face against the creek and trying to eat. It's an at 20, my dude. He finds the tanker. (laughs) (laughs) There are a number of wolves that have gathered in the woods about a hundred feet or so behind you. How, how many are we talking? With the nat 20, you can see at least six. It's a lot of wolves, dude. Well, hey there, fellas. Uh, and I take my dagger out in one hand and my whip out in the other hand. When you take your dagger out. Not this again. You <laughs> see there's one wolf that's kind of in the front of this spearhead of this pack of wolves. And it shrinks back. That's right. I'm king of the jungle, dumbass. And that's going to do it for this week. Boy, tensions are mounting at the Cahaba Estate. How will Dodge and Matias fare in this wolf-infested forest? And will Krylus relinquish the marble tankard before our heroes wear Andrika's patience too thin? Can our heroes navigate these interpersonal waters without tipping the boat over and causing a bloody scene? I guess to find out, you'll have to tune in next week. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Uh, Subscribe if you haven't already, and uh, if you feel like it, write us a review. That'd be super helpful. Also, reach out to us online. Um, Like I said at the break, we're on uh, all social media platforms, and we have a website where you can reach out to us, too. So we'd love to hear from you. 
And I'd, I'd actually love to do like a, a listener question episode at some point in the future. So if you have any questions about the world or the characters or even our process, yeah, reach out. Uh, we love hearing from you. So I want to say thanks to Beach Party for letting us use their song Carelessly Defined off the album Broken Machine. You can check them out at beachpartypdx.bandcamp.com and on Spotify as well. I also want to say thank you to Matt Marble for letting us use his his song uh, Tumsuba off his album Twilights and for being a kind-hearted and incomparably talented musician to serve as the inspiration for Koskahava. You can listen to his music at mattmarble.net or on Spotify. Just search for Matt Marble. And of course, as always, thank you to all the listeners out there for all the moments and stories that you're creating with your friends and family, no matter what table you sit at or where it is. It's important, invaluable, and necessary. So thank you, keep at it, don't stop, and remember, the right play is the fun play.